TikTok, when it first came out, there was, I mean, there's there's always that stage of like, what is this thing, you know? Yeah. And and a lot of people I follow and respect as far as social media folks in the world start, start sharing about it like, hey, you really need to look into this. And I'm like, hmm, I don't really know that I need to look into this. Uh, yeah. And, and so, you know, I can get that way too, get a little begrudgingly about, do I really need to try this new thing? Um, but you know that if it's it's picking up a little bit and if it's if, if people are into it, it's going to grow and it's going to grow quick. Church podcast. I'm Neil Smith, and I'm joined by my new friend Sammy Kelly. Sammy, thanks for joining us. Absolutely, I'm thrilled to be here. So we connected on TikTok, and this is the first time we're, we've literally met about 15 seconds ago. Exactly. Uh, and now we're connected on Zoom, and everyone's listening. And so for myself and for everyone listening, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and your, your background? Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yes, my name is Sammy, and uh, I am a part of Digivangelism, Digivangelism LLC. We say Digi sometimes, that's okay, because sometimes it's hard to say Digivangelism, you could say Digi. Uh, and Digi was a dream for us um, a couple years ago, four or five years ago. It's me and a co-owner, Michelle, and um, just a, a passion <laughs> intersection of social media and church, just like, hey, your podcast. And we really saw a need um, in the church leaders' lives that we worked with that they knew that there were a lot of people online and they did not know how to be online. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, here's more about me. In the process of those, that moment of, hey, this is a dream, something I want to do. And now there was a whole lot of life that happened. And uh, so I graduated seminary a couple years ago. Okay. And um, I got married in that time. And okay. my husband and I paid off debt in that time. Thank you, wow. Dave Ramsey. Um, so yeah. it was like, hey, we want to do this thing. And yet there was a lot of things that needed to kind of fall into place before we had the time and energy to do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. So what, tell me maybe a little bit, where do you live? Where uh, would you go to seminary? Some, some of those details. Where do you go to church? So uh, I'm in the Northeastern Pennsylvania area. So okay. we just had our first like light snowfall today and that nice. was very exciting for me. <laughs> we get a little light snow in New York today too. So we're, yeah. we're not far from each other, I guess. I don't awesome. know if that'd be Northeast Pennsylvania. Yeah, no, it's about an hour or two, I think, to New York City. Okay. Um, yeah, so I went to uh, United Lutheran Seminary, which is in okay. the Philly area and yeah. did some of that online, some of that offline. Um, and I, I worked uh, while I was there and did some internships at my local church here in uh, small town, Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, I actually just like this past summer left ministry there and okay. transitioned into working with uh, a local denomination in our area. So like a lot of different churches, which is yeah. really exciting for me, especially as someone passionate about helping churches to not only be in ministry in one church, but kind of get that reach to a lot of churches. Yeah, and so is it Luth is it a Lutheran uh, denomination? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. What uh, and and I guess how did you first experience? Like, did you just kind of say, you know what? I know digital. I know church. It should work together. Or did you have like a moment where you're like, you saw something happen that really kind of started you like this? We got to do this. 
Um, you know, I, so I was in seminary, I'm working at a church. I'm actually doing an internship at the hospital, not now, but a couple yeah, years ago, yeah. uh, as a chaplain, because that's part of seminary at ULS. Yeah. And, um, I'm reading some personal development books for the first time ever, which is just like, boom, kicks you off your seat anytime. Um, really getting into this. Okay. What is my calling? Like what, yeah. what am I here to do? And how can I do more of that? Which yeah. could have been some of working in the hospital too. You know, you see death on a daily basis. You start thinking about your life and yeah. all right, what am I meant for? And so yeah. all these things were kind of intersecting. Uh, you know, I had some big decisions coming up as far as what life was going to look like after school. And it was just like, this is God's call for my life. I know this. I need to do it. And again, it took a couple of years, a couple of months to actually be able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and still, I, I still work in other ways. Like it's yeah. not everything I do. And yet I know that I'm leaning into what God's calling. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so t tell me as you look, um, and I'm in the city because of you hear your sirens, uh, it's inevitable. Um, but tell me what, uh, like, what do you dream about? Like, where do you hope did evangelism goes? Uh, what do you, what do you, what are your goals, uh, with it? You know, what do you yeah. have? So we dream really big, <laughs> which means it's probably pretty long-term, you know, if, yeah. if God can help make this type of thing happen. Um, but we would love to be a part of all. And so, you know, I'm Lutheran ELCA, um, that's a mainline denomination. And so that's kind of where we focus our energy on. And so we would love to be a part of main, all mainline seminary education one day in the future because, you know, I had a class with a really great professor who kind of touched on it in, in certain ways, um, but there's no like, here's how you interact online as a church leader, whether you're a pastor or just staff or just learning. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of one big thing. And then, and then we would love to have like a, a training program even. Um, yeah. And again, this is not like the next year or two or even three, but it yeah. is long term in the future to be able to um, train leaders who then can train more leaders to make yeah. this just wide known knowledge. Uh, doesn't need to be some kind of secret. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a part of our lives every day. It needs to be out there. 100%, 100%. My, in my journey is, is somewhat similar in that I, I did seminary online like 10 years ago at Rockbridge Seminary. And it was through that that I really began to like, I, and I had seen the evangelism uh, side of the internet um, an opportunity, but that's where I saw the discipleship side of, I was growing so much spiritually through these relationships with no one in my same Sarah that I didn't meet face to face until my graduation. And, uh, and so I think it's until you immerse yourself in it, though, it's hard to really comprehend the, the opportunity. We we are in a season where everyone has been forced to immerse themselves into the Internet uh, as, as church leaders. What would you say you see church leaders doing right and well it, right now? And what do you see like is the biggest missed opportunity? If there's one thing that church leaders would just embrace tomorrow or today. What would you encourage them to embrace? Sure. So I see folks doing well in that, I mean, they've kind of been forced into adapting, but they're doing it. You know, some yeah. people, some people are doing it, you know, begrudgingly, like they're not very happy about doing it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're doing it. And, and that, that deserves uh, applause because there are a lot of churches out there that, you know, before this, if you were asked them to change anything, yep. they would say no, no, <laughs> no thanks. No. It's working. What we're doing is fine. Yeah. Um, so I'm thankful that people have, you know, used this as an opportunity to try something new. 
And yet, I think my encouragement would also be to try something new, to keep doing that and, and not just, um, okay, we found a new way that's kind of working. Let's just do this for the rest of eternity because yeah. not only um, is it good to just try new things, but the internet's going to keep changing. Yes. You know, we see that on Instagram lately with all these new features that they take away and throw out. You've you yeah. got to constantly be able to adapt. And so I think my encouragement would be to nobody likes to fail, but kind of embrace that a little bit and, and yeah. try, try something new. Even if it's once a month, you give a new feature a try and kind of lean into it wholeheartedly. And then you never have to do it again if it doesn't work, but at least try it. Yes. That's such good advice. It's such good advice. I, I say that I got into online ministry in 1999 with AOL Instant Messenger. Woo AOL Instant Messenger no longer exists. If I kept doing that and I was like, you know what? I just like AOL Instant Messenger. I hate this MySpace thing. You know, like, and then with MySpace, like, I hate this Facebook thing. Yeah. After Facebook, I hate this Instagram. Like, yeah. we have to adapt and adjust the internet, and, and it's not done mature. <laughs> and so it's probably still in many ways in its infancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think that's that wisdom is so wise. And I think, too, part of, part of often trying something new is stopping doing something old yeah. uh, and being willing to let something go. And, it, and it's, fr- you know, I hear people say, Twitter is a, is a big debate platform of like, I've spent so many years building this and, and I'm telling them sometimes, sometimes they should stay on Twitter, but sometimes it's like, you know what? You're spending a lot of time where 5% of the people are rather than where 90% of the people are. Absolutely. Uh, so I want to talk about something new and that's TikTok. <laughs> uh, so I see, I felt like churches and ministries have, have missed the TikTok wave. And it's one of the things that I loved seeing your videos on TikTok <laughs> uh, and how you creatively like embraced the platform. Um, I think there's a lot of debates about TikTok. I want to talk about that. But at the core, what brought you into TikTok? What's been your strategy on TikTok? What what have you learned uh, being on TikTok? Oh boy, there's a lot there. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, uh, you know, TikTok, when it first came out, there was, I mean, there's, there's always that stage of like, what is this thing, you know? Yes. And and a lot of people I follow and respect as far as social media folks in the world start start sharing about it like, hey, you really need to look into this. And I'm like, mm, I don't really know that I need to look into this. Uh, yeah. and, and so, you know, I can get that way too, get a little begrudgingly about, uh, do I really need to try this new thing? Yeah. Um, but you know that if it's it's picking up a little bit and if it's, if, if people are into it, it's gonna grow and it's gonna grow quick. So it is good to get on those things early to kind of figure out what's going on, especially as some in someone as someone in my role who wants to help people navigate these waters, I really wanted to get on just to, you know, see what this thing is about. So initially, and I would say probably like our first video, which was really early on in TikToks uh, being around, yeah, it, it was just a matter of, all right, let's let's just try this thing. Yep. And so you tried something new. You took your own advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if I didn't want to all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then certainly, as months went on, it was really, really interesting because all these social media gurus, they kind of knew what they were talking about. And <laughs> I'm a millennial. You know, folks might not be able to see that. Maybe they could hear it. Uh, and so, you know, I'm I'm on TikTok then, looking at videos, and I'm like, wow this is sucking me in and my friends are sending me videos. This is huge. Um, And so at that point, I think we were already posting some videos just for the sake of 
sharing every week we share a new topic that we post a video on youtube and a blog post on our website and so we try to uh, break that information down and put it on other platforms and so it was like all right let's throw let's throw some tiktoks in the mix when we can um and so we we were really just trying to reach church leaders which is an interesting thing on tiktok because um you know, it's a different thing to be a church leader trying to reach everyone with the love of Jesus yep. than being, you know, someone who serves church leaders trying to reach them with digital ministry tactics. Yep. It's just, it's interesting, and yet we've we've connected with a lot of folks. We're not big at all, um, and I don't know, you know, unless one of our one-off videos ever hits it viral or something, we might never be big, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but we've connected with folks, and yep. I, I follow. Um, you know, pastors that are embracing it. And I love seeing what they're doing so that I can, you know, share that information with others. Um, yeah. And so our strategy, I would say, is probably 80% or so just sharing our, our tips and trends that we share every week, but also um, trying to have fun with the platform too. And, uh, and a lot of TikTok, you know, I'm sure you know this, but for those that aren't as familiar, is trends and music trends and that sort of thing. And so, yeah leaning into that where it makes sense for us and yeah yeah well and i think i think i think this is what i've loved about your your tiktok channel is or whatever you call it on tiktok uh you're but you're but it's you you've really leaned into those trends and then brought those into to your target audience and you have very it's interesting because you have a very specific niche audience that is often a late adopter uh but i think uh, so they're not going to be a lot of them there yet, but I think you've modeled. I think you've actually modeled to mm -hmm. where if, if a church leader's like, I don't, even, I don't even know what the trends are. If they just watch your channel and then adapt that to what they're doing in their church, uh, I think it, it's established a great model uh, for church leaders. Is there Are there any church leaders you would recommend other church leaders or ministry leaders should follow? Uh, and maybe not individuals, maybe it's a church or ministry uh, that's actually using TikTok well. Yeah, well, so again, this is the part where like I'm in like a very specific niche with kind of mainline yeah. folks, and I know that does not work for everyone at all. But um, personally, I like the progressive clergy hashtag because okay. there are there are a couple church leaders on there, and again, their theology is not going to be for everyone, but they yeah. are just all in with uh, bringing their gospel message to uh, their, not only their people, and I think that's a big part, is yep. is not only the people in their church, but they are they're living out their calling in this new yeah. way, which I think is really hard for leaders to grasp sometimes that yep. like, I'm not just serving the people that attend my church services in person or on zoom, but yeah. I can, I can use my call to serve beyond. Yeah. I love that. I love, I'm going to, I haven't seen the progressive clergy hashtag. So I'm going to go oh, check that out. Rabbit hole. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. So, so TikTok. I mean, I think the, the creative opportunity of TikTok is fascinating to me. The thing that I've been blown away with is their algorithm. So I, I remember at first, when I first got on, I remember telling my wife, like, I need you to sit next to me because I feel like a sketchy old guy mm -hmm. on this platform. Uh, and then pretty quickly, I stopped seeing those things. And it was really things that were very interesting. I mean, it was like dads of TikTok and things like that, that yes. are really, so that there's a niche for everything on TikTok yes. that people don't realize. I think they automatically categorize it as kind of semi-sketchy dance videos and just like we did youtube was just silly cat videos you know like i think people labeled youtube that way in the past 
I, I'm curious from a, just a, you know, I always hear, and I've heard this with every platform, like MySpace is from the devil, Facebook is from the devil, <laughs> Instagram is, you know, all pornography. Yeah. Um, with TikTok, I hear often like, it's a bunch of girls not wearing grimy clothes, mm. uh, so we shouldn't inc encourage people being on there. What's, what's your response to that, to those church leaders that have that immediate reaction? Well, to those that have the immediate reaction, I would certainly bring up just the algorithm piece that you mentioned before, is that yeah. TikTok learns very quickly. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, I talk to my mom about this. I'm like, you go on there, you're going to start seeing what you want to see. Yeah. At first, because she said to me, I, I didn't get it. I went on there and there was just this weird stuff. Okay, just like, get, just give it 10, 20 minutes, you know, yeah. and, and you will swipe past the things you don't like. And TikTok's yeah. going to say, oh, we want to keep them on here. So we don't want to give them more of that. Yes. And, and like, you know, like and follow the ones you do like. Um, but I have had church leaders that have asked me like, oh, I hear all about this TikTok thing. Like, do I need to get on that? And, you know, as much as I, I certainly am for trying new things and getting on new platforms, yeah. it really depends where where you are at with social media and it depends where yeah. your community is at. Because exactly. if you are, are not even on Facebook yet, please do not start with TikTok. I mean, you know this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so good. So, so yeah, that's, that's TikTok is not your, your entry into social media. Exactly. Uh, it's probably once you've kind of got the handle on Facebook and Instagram and, you know, YouTube probably and some of these other platforms, TikTok is, is an addition and it, it obviously leans younger, but I, I, to your point of this, this has been the explosion that quarantine created my, my, you know, I'm 40 years old, my wife's 39. Uh, she, I bet, I mean, I, I don't want to throw her under the bus, but I bet she spends an hour a day on TikTok <laughs> because, and, and she was like, I mean, she literally, she got into it because I made her sit next to me watching it for accountability purposes initially. And she's like, that looks interesting. And she's a dancer, you know, like yeah. in, in her background. And so she loves, it. I mean, the entertainment yeah. value for her has just brought her in just the laughter. Like, it's really like, it's fun. Yes, um, and and so it's it's been fascinating to watch in her friends. You know, so many of her friends that are in their late thirties, you know, have, have really gotten into it. Oh yeah, uh, they're not necessarily creating; they're watching mostly. Exactly. Um, and the moms of hash, you know, moms of TikTok uh, mm -hmm. is a, is a big trend as well. Um, so it really it it's I think it is what it's still so early in the platform's development that there's uh it's being defined and like when facebook was created it you know it's now like 15 years old uh it used to be you know for college students oh yeah you know and now it's for old people mostly you know to, to check in on their grandkids even though their grandkids are no longer on there yeah uh, so I, i'm curious though like as we look at like where tiktok is going um where, where do you think TikTok is going? And there's obviously so much debate of security, uh, that, that kind of stuff. Do you think TikTok is here to stay? Do you think churches should be hesitant to invest in it? What, what are your thoughts with the future of TikTok? Sure. So two different questions there. Should they yeah. be hesitant? Um, I don't think so if they are finding that their community is online or on yeah. TikTok. Um, that might just be simply asking some people like, Hey, are you on TikTok? You know, um, yeah. have you at least watched a TikTok? You know, would you watch it if we put some TikToks out there? And, and yeah. again, you're, you're not just trying to reach your community. You can reach beyond. Um, yeah. so I, I wouldn't say like, don't 
just because it might not be forever doesn't mean you don't lean into it. If that makes sense for you. Like I said, if you're on Facebook, you're already kind of in the social media world a little bit. This could be a neat thing to try. We talked about trying things. As far as the future of TikTok, obviously, I don't know the answer, but it's interesting you ask that because with Instagram Reels coming out, I am even more questioning what that looks like for TikTok just because Instagram Reels is on Instagram. I mean, we've shifted to posting on both Reels and TikTok. The same content? Sometimes. Typically, yeah, you can make a video and post it on both. There are different timing restrictions. So if we're repurposing like a YouTube video content, we will make it two different versions for each platform because of the timing restrictions. But the Reels, they're right there. I mean, you even scrolling through your feed sometimes, you'll see a Reel and be like, what is this? Or I mean, recent hashtags are kind of not around right now with Instagram. But if you go on a hashtag, you'll see a Reel in there with the popular hashtags. And so it's easy to fall into that rabbit hole there as well. And it would seem to make sense to me that that would just kind of like take over, similar to when Snapchat came out and everyone was all about Snapchat. But then Instagram took it. And I mean, I don't use Snapchat anymore, but I use Stories all the time. So I can totally see that happening. Will that happen? I don't know, because a lot of my friends and folks are still getting on TikTok and everybody that gets on it, like you said, is just like, wow, <laughs> this is amazing. I even have friends that uh, that are pastors that, you know, they'll use TikTok as a way to like wind down at the end of the day, just to like, I want, I didn't have time to do anything for myself today. I want 10 yeah. minutes of laughter and, and yes. fun. So. Yes. It, and I think, I mean, I think that that even as you get into a new platform, I think what what church leaders the mistake they make is they just want to like throw their content into it rather than natively engage there. And I think to even your point of those pastors get on there to have fun. And I think yeah. people are generally on TikTok not to listen to your sermon. Now maybe they'll get value from it, uh, but I think before you go and just start uploading sermons to TikTok, uh, like just go and have fun, like engage yourself. And I think then you'll begin to better understand how you can engage that community because it is not YouTube. It's not Facebook. It's not, it is its own unique platform. And I think to your point though, so Snapchat built a new way that we consumed of watching stories and scrolling. Instagram did an incredible job of stealing it. They've never done it as good as Snapchat. Snapchat always had a better experience, but I think Instagram has kind of a more holistic and they've got a built-in audience. Um, yeah. And so I, I think it is going to be interesting. And I think in many ways it's, but I think it also speaks to, you're not going to waste your time. If you learn TikTok and Instagram reels takes off, then you just adjust. Exactly. And I think that's what happened with Snapchat. Those that, that leaned into Snapchat, uh, you know, were able to take their learnings and they were way ahead when Instagram right. introduced stories. And so it's, I think that that format is for sure here to stay. Uh, yes. That's going to develop. I mean, I'm curious if YouTube is going to also copy it in some ways. Well, they kind of, I, like. I think I've already, so I'm in some YouTube Facebook groups online yeah. seeing all this stuff about shorts. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with shorts. Yeah. So I, I'm still not positive whether or not that's a feature everybody has yet because I yeah. hear a lot about it, but I don't yeah. see it on my yeah. YouTube Agreed. channel. 
Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, and, and, and Twitter certainly just came out with the, their version of story. So it, it, it yeah. really is just like, are we going to be all <laughs> kind of having the same platform and using it in different ways? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. I mean, and I think we, and I, and I love how you said, like, I don't know, you know, like, <laughs> you don't know. And, and I think that's why you've got to try new things and you've got to be willing to adjust. And, um, and so I do a lot of consulting and, and a lot of my clients will get frustrated of, you told me last quarter that we should be doing this. And now you're telling me we shouldn't do that. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like it changed. Welcome and, to the internet. <laughs> welcome to the internet. Yep. And so it is that that's a hard reality for church leaders who have done church the same, same way for their entire lives. Uh, and now all of a sudden they're having to rethink how they do church. Re and then once they rethink it and they figure out a new way, they're going to change you. And so change is just such an essential, mm -hmm. you got to be flexible in, in yeah. this day of ministry. Where do you think, I mean, so you, you're in a long play uh, with digivangelism. Yeah. I love how you're kind of dreaming years ahead. Um, where do you think, like, if you look five years ahead for the church and online ministry and what that looks like, what do you, what do you see that looking like? And, and what do you think might be five, 10 years down the road? Yeah, so one of the neat things I've seen that happen in quarantine, at least for some of the pastors I know, is that uh, they'll take in new members that have never been to their church building because they are um, four states away, found their video online through a friend, and yeah. all of a sudden are you know attending every week or even just participating in some way. And... Um, Again, it doesn't look anything like traditional church used to where we were all in one place. And so that is so exciting for me. I think that's really neat. Uh, it just opens doors wide open for everyone. Um, yeah. I know it scares some people um, because that's, again, it's not how things used to look, but also there is certainly value in being in person. So if, yes. if our church is scattered all over the place, what what does that look like to be a community? Yes. But, but I do think that, not only does um, that work for in worship services, but once you connect in those, you know, you, you join the church or whatever, yep. we all have presences, or if you have a presence on social media platforms, then you just kind of, the, the door, again, wide open to get to know those people in different ways. And, and so I kind of said earlier that I paid off debt in between kind of coming up with Digi and diving yeah. into it. Uh, there's a whole hashtag debt-free community out there mm -hmm. that some people might know about, but if you don't, it is just this whole world where I have met, I've met people in person from that, where, um, you know, it just started as just posting on this, this hashtag, yep. with connecting with others, doing the same thing, trying to pay down debt. And then all of a sudden meeting them in person because we had this thing in common. I see that model uh, having so much potential for church as well, where we're we're connected online and we do this church thing, or at least we we, we lean into the same values, uh, whatever that looks like. But but then there's potential for developing relationships with those people. Yeah. You know, maybe that means meeting in person someday. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't. But it, mm -hmm. it, for me, that has been kind of the community model that I could really see um, being mimicked in the church world if people are willing to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, that's. That, and that's at the core, that's relational evangelism. And I think historically, that's always been the most effective form of evangelism. I think we often get excited about Billy Graham crusades, which are amazing. 
and, and got used in incredible ways. Uh, but but I think uh, at the core, uh, even when you look at Acts uh, and what happened in the beginning of the Gospels, went door to door in many ways and, and person to person. And, and I think understanding the internet can give you a big platform, but it can also give you uh, personal introductions to people. And social media is so, tr- it's interactive. We often want to use it as a bullhorn to get our message out, uh, but used most effectively, uh, you build relationships. It's fascinating to even meet you in person because I, having fun, tick, you're the first person I've ever met off of TikTok. You know, like I've like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, but I do think through the years of meeting, I meet a lot of people off LinkedIn, off of uh, Instagram. Sure. And it'll just be random, you know, uh, where you just kind of slowly you follow each other, then you DM mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and so it's, it, it is a fascinating world of, of relationship building opportunity. And I think as church leaders, I think we can model that first. And then I think we can also encourage our church members uh, to understand that this, right. just like we encourage them to be in the Rotary Club and build relationships and, you know, actively show the love of Christ everywhere, mm-hmm. we, we can do that uh, through all of these channels online. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. What, um, how, how can people connect with you from here? What's the best way to connect with Digit Evangelism and how can they support what you're doing? Absolutely. So like I said, uh, we put out a u- weekly YouTube video and everything that we have is all digivangelism. That's yep. the title. That's the handle, username, yep. etc. cetera. Um, and digivangelism.org is our website. Um, we're most probably most active on Instagram and on YouTube. Yep. Um, and so follow us on Instagram for sure. If you're interested in subscribing to our uh, weekly newsletter or email blast so that you can get those blog posts links every week that is in our um, link in our Instagram. Uh, you can just DM us on Instagram and say, hi, that's fine. Uh, digivangelism at Gmail. If you've got a longer message, but uh, like I said, we're, we're experimenting on various platforms. We are on Twitter and all that, but yeah, you kind of have to lean into what makes the most sense for you as a church. You can't be on everything. We say that all the time, a hundred percent. And so yeah, Instagram is good. Uh, or YouTube, check us out there. Yeah, good, good. Well, I will, we'll put links to all those things in the show notes. Uh, Sammy, thanks so much for taking the time to connect with us and share what you're doing on the digivangelism. We can't wait to see the journey ahead. Thank you. This was fun. <laughs>